Well, today we're talking about, in case you didn't realize, we're talking about masturbation. Hey, now let me ask you this question. I saw everybody go, ooh. Okay. When's the last time you heard masturbation talked about in church? Has anybody ever heard masturbation talked about in church? Okay. Nobody? You're afraid to raise your hand? Okay. All right. I've actually never uh, heard it talked about in church as well. And, uh, and so here we are in the sexual revolution series. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because this week I posted, uh, and if it gets hot in here, we can turn on the air more. Just kidding. Um, I posted on my Facebook, I said, hey, we're going to be talking about masturbation this week. And usually I get about five to six comments on my Facebook, no matter what I put. I could put, I love my wife, and someone put, oh, that's so sweet, you know, or I stepped on my poodle, oh, you know, whatever, you know. They, they would just comment on it. No one commented at all on this post. And I don't know if people were just scared to do that, like, you know, should I post, should I say anything, you know, and uh, obviously they're probably scared. But turn to your Bibles this morning, if you would, uh, to 1 Thessalonians. Uh, we're going to read two different passages, and we're going to jump into it and uh, talk uh, today about masturbation. How many kind of cringe every time I say that in church? It's okay, we can be honest here. Um, but you know, we've had great four weeks of the sexual revolution campaign, and uh, you know, we stepped out on a limb. Uh, here at Urban Church talking about these things, and our whole approach has been to talk about what does the Bible say about these sexually related issues? What do the scriptures say? Do they say anything? And if they do say anything, what do they say? Um, it's interesting that during this campaign, and obviously we used it as a marketing campaign too, uh, but in one month, we had 3,000 new visitors to our website, okay? One month, okay? 3,000 new visitors to our website. That's a lot of visitors for any website, but a, you know, a, a church that's two and a half years old to have 3,000 visitors go to their website. Now, here's what that tells me. That tells me a lot of people want to know about it, uh, but they're too afraid to come to church to hear about it, right? And so they're going on our website. They're, actually, our, our viewership of even our, our online messages has gone up. So people are interested. People want to know. Here's the thing. When a church begins to talk about sex, uh, people usually get standoffish, okay? Uh, because when a church talks about sex, it's usually always in the context of sex is gross, right? And I want you to know something. Sex is not gross, okay? And all the married people said? Amen. Okay. If you're not married, just zip it, all right? Even if you're... Even if you're having sex, just don't let anybody else know, okay? Just kidding. Tell God. Get right. We talked about that four weeks ago, okay? But usually it's in the context of sex is gross, you know? And, and so if you've grown up in church and you go to youth ministries, it's kind of like this taboo thing. I mean, all your friends are talking about it. You're talking about it at school. You're thinking about it. Uh, you heard Dr. Ted last week, every 48 seconds, a guy thinks about sex. He believes that in this uh, you know, uh, this heightened sex culture that we lived in is probably more like 23 seconds. That, so you're thinking about it. People are talking about it. Um, but you know, when you grew up in church and the youth ministry to talk about it, it was always in a, in a connotation of sex is gross. Sex is bad. Okay. Uh, but we need to understand something as believers. Sex is amazing. Sex is wonderful. Sex is from God. And honestly, as Christ followers, as Christians, when we're doing it God's way, uh, we should be having the best sex ever. Okay. Okay, but the world paints this other picture, you know, and, and that sleeping around with lots of people, that that's the way to do it, you know, and that's exciting. And then, the, you know, the, uh, Hollywood paints this picture of married couples and how they're unhappy and they're not having sex at all. You all know what I'm talking about, right? You, you watch the same television, okay? You know, it doesn't matter what channel you're watching. It doesn't matter what shows you watch. It paints this picture that, and so then all of a sudden now in church, you know, everybody automatically thinks that when they talk about sex, it's going to be in a, in a gross way or, or you have to abstain and, and all this stuff. What we want to do is we want to talk about it in a biblical way, in a biblical manner. 
And uh, so last week we brought in Dr. Ted Roberts. How many of you guys are here for that? Appreciate his ministry. Amazing. If you missed that message, go online, go to our podcast, watch that message. One of the best messages I've ever heard on God's love. It was so powerful, and uh, it's about 40 minutes long, and I, I know that you'll get a lot out of it. Uh, but then we have today, and then we have next week, and we're concluding this series. I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you. Last week's our last week. Uh, this thing's been building. Uh, we, our, our attendance has gone up between the two services. God's been doing some great things yesterday, the ladies' day. Uh, tons of breakthrough uh, with women and uh, some things that are taking place in their life. And so just a lot of great reports and a lot of great stuff coming out of it. First Thessalonians. Chapter 4, starting in verse 1, and it says this, Finally then, brothers, we ask and we urge. Everybody say urge. Okay, this is like a plead, okay? In the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us, you ought to walk and to please God just as you are doing, that you do more and more. For you, uh, for you know what was uh, the instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God. What's the will of God? Good question. Your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. Wow, this is the will of God, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you, that's you, okay, yourself, know how to control his own body or her own body in holiness and honor, not in uh, the passion of lust like the Gentiles or not like the world does. Don't behave like the world. We ought to know how to live differently who do not know God, that no one transgress and wrong his brothers in this matter because the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we told you before, that solemnly warned you, for God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Therefore, whoever disregards this disregards not man, but God, who gives his Holy Spirit to you. In other words, this is God's will, that you would live sexually pure, that you would live holy, holiness a real big theme in that portion of Scripture. If you don't do this, you're not just ignoring what I'm asking you to do. This is God talking. You're not just ignoring what I'm asking you to do, okay? You're actually disregarding God himself who gives us the Holy Spirit. Now, if you want to turn with me to Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 20, verse 26 And this is what it says, and it says, You shall be holy to me, for I, the Lord, am holy, and have separated you from the peoples, that you should be mine. Be holy, for I am holy. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word today. God, I pray that in the next few moments that we have together, God, you would speak to us uh, clearly. Um, Lord, we would walk away with a greater understanding of your word. God, more than just understanding your word, God, we would walk away with a greater understanding, God, of you and the relationship you long to have with your people. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. So we're going to jump right into the subject today, masturbation, okay? Um, I'm pretty sure everybody here has heard the word masturbation. You probably know what masturbation is. Let me give you, let me just say this. This is not easy for me to stand up here and say masturbation as many times as I am, okay? All right, so if you think you feel uncomfortable sitting down there, okay, I got all these eyes, you know, looking at me, okay? Here's a definition of masturbation according to dictionary.com, and it is this, the stimulation or manipulation of one's own genitals. See, there's another word I really feel uncomfortable saying in church. Okay, okay, but let's say it again, of one's own genitals, especially to orgasm, sexual self 
gratification. Now, this is the definition that we will be working from today, okay? We'll be working from this definition. Let me read it one more time. The stimulation or manipulation of one's own genitals, especially to orgasm. Sexual self-gratification. What we're not talking about is this. We're not talking about in the context of marriage where a man and a woman uh, who are married uh, would pleasure themselves by touching their genitals, okay? Okay? Uh, we're not talking about that because the Bible is clear on that. You can look at scriptures such as Song of Solomon, uh, chapter 2, verse 3, chapter 4, verse 12, and chapter 2, verse 6, okay? It talks there both about oral and it talks about using your hands, okay? So we're not talking about that. We're talking about back to this definition when you are doing that yourself. I, I personally believe that whatever a husband and a wife feel comfortable doing, uh, in their marriage, sexually, as long as it doesn't go against uh, the Holy Scriptures and they are in agreement on it, it's fine. You're married, okay? The Bible says you're married, have sex, have lots of sex, let it be good sex, and then when you're done, have some more sex, okay? All right? You're married. I think I got one amen in the back. She's also got four kids, but... Um, <laughs> okay? And so I honestly believe that. Now, obviously, uh, you heard the talk on pornography last week, and so obviously pornography, um, that should not belong in your marriage, okay? Uh, the Bible is very clear about that. Sodomy, things like that, that's very clear that that should not belong in the marriage. But as a married couple, if you're here today and you're married and you're wondering what can we do, you know, sexually, whatever you guys agree upon together and you're comfortable doing together and it doesn't violate Scripture, man, go have fun, okay? And, and that's okay to do. But we are talking about masturbation today. Let me give you some facts real quickly about masturbation. Facts about it. Now, uh, here's the reality of it. Uh, I know that for a long time it was looked at as a man's deal, okay? But it is not a man's deal, okay? Both men and women, all right, masturbate, okay? So it's not just a man's thing. Now, in all of the, all of the uh, f- uh, facts that you'll find at it, uh, women are about 20% lower than men in, in, all, in almost every category. So let's look at some of these facts, though. The Janus Report on Sexual Behavior and Sex in America indicates this. And once again, the women, I'm just going to give you the men and just know that the women are about 20% lower. Okay? Now, one fact you will never find, though, you will never find a culture where more women are masturbating than men. Okay? In every culture across the board, okay, all the statistics show that there are more men doing it than women. Single men, remember 20% lower for women. Single men who admit to masturbating, notice the word admit, okay? Admit to masturbating once a week or more, 48%. Married men, and and some of you are sitting there and you're probably thinking, wow, that seems really low, okay? Some of you are like, wow, that's high. Okay, remember, this is admit to. Married men who admit to masturbating once a week or more, okay, first was single, now this is married men, 44%, so there's not much of a difference there. Divorced men who admit to masturbating once a week or more, 68%, okay? Now, this is the Janus Report. A lot of other studies will show this, uh, that, that like 95% of men are doing it, okay? And so there's a lot of people doing it, but the question still remains is, is what does the Bible say about it? What does the scriptures have to say about this subject? Here's another interesting fact. Sexual sur- surveys show this, uh, that most kids will go from abstent-minded fingering of their genitals to systematic masturbation by ages six or eight. Wow. Think about that for a minute. Now, I, I want to just use that moment right there. Parents, 
okay? If you have not talked to your kids about sex yet, okay? I know a lot of the questions we get sometimes is, what age do you start talking about it? Now, I can't tell you, hey, here's the exact age. Start talking to them at the age of five. Start talking about the age of six, okay? Uh, as a parent, I believe God's going to give you the wisdom and the guidance of when you should do that. My wife and I um, have been talking to our oldest, um, who is now nine, um, and, and explaining some things to her. But my other daughter, Faith, who's six, we've actually been talking to her about some things as well, okay? And now when I read the statistics, it's a bit frightening, okay? Because here's the reality of it, okay? If they don't hear about it from you, they're going to hear about it at school, okay? And let me just say this. There are six- and seven-year-olds carrying phones to school that have access to the Internet, okay? Now, they may be, they may be YouTubing completely pure stuff. They may be Googling completely pure stuff. Uh, but uh, we always ask our daughter, hey, wait, let's, let's, what are you going to look at? Let's view it first. We'll view it first because uh, she might want to do something like, I want to look at Barbie, okay? Well, we actually YouTubed Barbie one time, okay? Yeah, don't. Let me just put it. My wife YouTubed Barbie. Don't YouTube Barbie, okay? It is disgusting, okay? But thank God. We didn't just say, oh, yeah, baby, go look at Barbie on YouTube, okay? Our kid would be devastated right now, okay? But you need to start talking to your children about these things. And, and, and if you don't know how to do that, there's some great resources in the back. Go to a Christian bookstore. Uh, talk to somebody else that has. But here's the thing. We might not have to talk to them at such a young age years ago, but today we do, okay? They're going to find out one way or the other, and many of them are exploring on their own, okay? Some facts. The problem with masturbation, Okay? So we looked at some facts, and we could talk about facts all day long, but, but what is the problem with masturbation? And here's a couple that I, as I was studying, getting ready, uh, we came across, and that is this. Can you masturbate without lusting? Okay? I think that's a valid question. Now, here's the thing. Pastor, why didn't you read any scriptures on masturbation out of the Bible? Because there aren't any. Okay? We have Song of Solomon, which is, you know, mutual, which is with a husband and a wife scenario, okay? But the Bible just doesn't come right out and say, thou shalt not masturbate. Wouldn't that be nice if it did, right? Thou shalt not. Okay, many of the topics that we discuss in church, we have to look at from a principle standpoint, okay? In order to look at from a principle standpoint, we have to dive deeper into the Word and explore Scripture. So the question is this, can you masturbate without lusting? I think that's a valid question to ask, okay? Because maybe the Bible does not come specifically against the act of masturbation, but the Bible is very clear, okay, about lusting, right? Job 31.1, okay? I won't look uh, with evil intent upon a virgin, okay? Matthew 5, verse 28, okay? Uh, what's that one talk about? It talks about if you've looked at a woman with lust in your heart, you've committed adultery with her, okay? And so the Bible is very clear about lusting, now, here's the question. Can you masturbate without lusting? I don't know how to really answer that. I suppose you could think about fire engines and flowers. Um, you know, I don't know, okay? You know, and so if, you know, is it, is it possible to do that? Maybe, but is it probable? Mm, probably not, okay? Can you masturbate without feeling shame? Can you masturbate without feeling shame? Now, I don't know about when you're growing up, but one of the jokes that we would play on people in high school, and maybe you've heard this one before, and it's really mean, um, but, it, you know, we, we'd walk up to a group of guys that were talking, we'd be like, hey, you know what I just heard on the news? I just heard that those guys that masturbate get hairy palms. And all your friends would be like, what? No, no, uh, oh, right? 
Okay? Did anybody else ever, ever hear that in high school? Is that, okay, so some of the other, you know, okay. And then all of a sudden, this shame and this guilt, like, oh, I was just joking around. I know I heard that one, huh? You know, whatever. But all this shame, okay? And so the question is, is, is can you masturbate without feeling shame? Interesting that in all the statistics I could find, those that actually uh, rated people's feelings on after they had masturbated, every single one of them showed shame, okay? They felt ashamed, okay? Why is there shame in it? Okay, well, maybe it goes back to what, what, you know, what was the purpose of sex originally? Genesis 2.24, okay? talks about, you know, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and will cleave to his wife. We talked about that word cleave in day one when we talked about fornication, okay? That word cleave, okay? It is literally a gluing together, but is within the context of sex, okay? So if that's the original purpose, that's the original intent of what sex was created for, no wonder why people are experiencing shame, because that's not happening, okay? All right? So the question remains, could, can you? And maybe you can, but all of the stats, not Christian stats, but all of the stats showed that there was a high level of shame and guilt associated with masturbation. Can you masturbate without giving in to the cravings of your sinful desires and thoughts, as it talks about in Ephesians 2.8? Can you masturbate without giving in to your, cra- your, your sinful cravings and desires? In other words, will that act take you into something deeper? Will that act? Maybe you started out thinking about fire engines and flowers. How long will you begin to think about fire engines and flowers? Okay? Where does it take you to? Can you really do that act without giving in to lust, without giving in to fornication, without giving in to pornography? Okay? So that, that, that's the question. Now, once again, okay, maybe you can. I don't think so. Okay? Some negative impacts. Negative impacts about masturbation. I know some of you are out there and you're like, but what about the positive impacts of masturbation? Okay? When we posted online, we're doing the sexual revolution, and we had people, you know, I don't know if you guys saw it, but we did it on Facebook. We said, hey, join the sexual revolution by, by doing the pledge, a pledge to stay pure. Okay? And we listed off some things. And it was just a seven-week challenge. And one of the things we put on there was to abstain from masturbation. Okay? Just a seven-week challenge. Now, if you go to Facebook, there are like 45 comments on that because one guy gets really irate that the church is talking about masturbation, okay? And he immediately thinks that we're going to go into this whole sex is gross, you know, don't ever do it, wait till you're 75, you know, don't touch yourself ever, you know, okay? And he immediately starts to get on this, this soapbox and starts to, and it goes on, okay? And in the context of this, he starts mentioning how, how masturbation actually is, it promotes Health, okay, promotes health. And so during my study of masturbation, okay, I went in and I looked for these studies, okay, and only one study, it always comes back to one study, and it's a study they did in Australia, okay, and it's nowhere conclusive, okay, nowhere is it conclusive, okay, let me ask you this question, when's the last time you went to the doctor and you had a problem, and the doctor said, I'm going to prescribe to you masturbation. <laughs> you know what you need? What? You need to masturbate. It'll take care of that cold you have. Okay? I, I, I've never, okay? My mom used to do dictations for a doctor, and I, 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 would, I would probably find it hard to believe that you were dictating that the doctor prescribed, you know, 
Well, you got cancer. Oh, well, you just need to masturbate more. Well, you got a headache. Well, you probably just need to relieve some stress. Masturbate more, okay? Now, I know you're laughing, okay? And that's okay. I'm trying to lighten it up a little bit, right? But here's the thing. One study in Australia, and it's inconclusive, and they say this, it may, boom, 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 it may, boom, 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 okay? But upon a further study of masturbation, actually, what you're going to discover is that if you masturbate, it can actually cause health issues. And I hope the person is watching right now and does his study a little more, okay? Because as Dr. Ted said last week, and he talked about the prolactin, you guys all remember that? And so I said, well, I need to study that. So I studied that further, okay? And what happens is prolactin is what's released that gives you a sense of, of satisfaction and, and gratification after sex. It's actually what's released so that you no longer think about sex. It gives you sexual gratification, okay? So you, you've had sex with your wife. You've had sex with your husband. Prolactin's released. All of a sudden the body calms down and, and you're satisfied, okay? In masturbation, prolactin is not released. And as he talked about last week, that means there's never any satisfaction. And here's what happens is as the prolactin is built up, high levels of prolactin that aren't released are actually known to cause health issues. So here are people trying to say, which is an inconclusive study, okay, that, hey, masturbation, it, you know, it'll help. When actually, it does the opposite and actually creates health issues. Now listen to me. I am not a doctor. These are from the studies I found, okay? All right? This is what I researched, okay? And this is what I found. So I want you to know that. So what are, so I mean, if you're looking for, you know, some positive, you know, uh, impacts, um, let me know if you find some, okay? What are some negative impacts? It's really quiet in here today. I think people are struggling. Do I say amen on that one? Do I, you know, come on, preach it, you know? I mean, what do I... What do I do with this one, you know? It's all right. Just sit there quietly, okay? okay? After the sex revolution, all right, we'll go into another series, and you can get all excited again, all right? Okay. So what are some negative impacts? Here's some potential negative impacts of masturbation. Okay? Now, these are potential. Could lead to homosexual tendencies. Pastor, how do you say that? How, how could it lead to homosexual tendencies? Well, last time I checked, you're the only one involved in that. Okay, so if you're the only one involved in that, okay, let's say you're a man, okay, there's no woman involved, okay, could lead to homosexual tendencies, same for the woman, okay, because you're the only one involved in it. Number two, it, it, it's, it's monosexuality, okay, which when I read the Bible, here's, here's one of my problems with masturbation, okay, even though the Bible doesn't come right out and say, thou shalt not masturbate. One of my problems with this is it's monosexuality. Last time I checked, that kind of defeats the purpose of sex, doesn't it? Right? We talked about it. What's the purpose of sex? Yes, it's an intimate bond between a husband and wife. Yeah, it's to procreate, okay? It's a pleasurable experience between a, a husband and wife. How does this, okay, meet those requirements? As it talks about in Genesis 2.24, 4.1, and 2 Samuel 12.24, Okay? Another problem, another negative impact, Dr. Ted mentioned it last week, it creates Minutemen, or like he said, quick fix Charlies. You guys all remember that? Okay. Okay. It trains your body to respond at such a fast pace that now later, okay, when you go to have that pleasurable experience with your spouse, you're pleasured, she isn't, or he isn't. Okay. 
because your body's so trained now to respond within, boop. And then your spouse is looking at you like, that's all you got? Okay, okay. And actually then it begins to show, it can actually lead to things like erectile dysfunction. It, could, it actually goes and talks about how then the, uh, the, the men start to have fear of, of, of being able to perform, okay? And then it's just, it's just a wreck. Negative impacts, okay? I don't know about you, but we don't need any minute men, all right? And all the ladies said, all right, I've got a few honest women out there, okay? What else can it do? It can promote a pattern of laziness, okay? It promotes a pattern of laziness. This goes back to the last point, okay, of quick fix Charlie's and Minutemen, okay? It promotes a pattern of laziness because you don't want to go the distance, okay? Or maybe not just that, but, but because, you, you, you know, you don't want to go through all, you know, now listen to me, okay? Now, don't go in your mind right now thinking about all the lazy people you know, right? all right? Oh, that's why they're lazy. No, that's not what I'm saying, okay? All right? I saw somebody's mind back there like, oh, explain this. Yeah, okay. But it could promote a pattern of laziness, okay? Why? Because a real man, here's the thing, okay? Young, young people, boys and girls alike, we don't know how to, 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 to this, this thing of delayed gratification. We want what we want. We want it now, Okay? I have a six-year-old. Man, she's just like, Dad, can I do this? No, not right now. I didn't even say no, never. I just said not right now. But see, the the thing that separates men and boys and women and and girls is the fact that us men, we know how to delay the gratification for a higher cause, that higher cause being a sexual, intimate relationship with our wife. Okay? And so what it does is it promotes a pattern of laziness because now, here's the reality, is, is a guy's, Christian guys, if you understand the word and you understand waiting, okay, and you don't want to be lazy, okay, you understand this, that I need to, I need to get a job, I need to make some money, I need to be able to take a girl on a date, I need to know how to woo her, I need to know how to court her, I need to know how to date her, I need to know how to be her knight in shining armor and sweep her off her feet, and all the ladies said, okay. All right? But see, you know, if you're a guy and you, you, know, you don't understand that, you're just, you'll just go take care of it in the shower. But no, it's hard work. If you really want to have an orgasm, if you really want to have that sexual pleasure, it's hard work. Okay? Listen to me. Guys, no girl wants a lazy man. Okay? Okay? Now, women, you have to work too. Okay? No, this, let's not put this all on the men. You have to work too. You have the painstaking task of actually finding a man like that. Okay? If you... Okay? All right? So it's, it's hard work on both sides. All right? The question still remains, though. I don't have time to answer it. Okay, let's pray. Just kidding. The question still remains, though, is masturbation a sin? It's masturbation a sin. I think we could probably take a lot of the scriptures that we, we briefly glanced over today and, and we could talk about, you know, well, I mean, think about masturbation. It's really self-gratification because you're the only one being gratified. And we can talk about what all the scriptures say about self-gratification. We can even look at Luke chapter 9 and, and realize that the very essence of Christianity is, is denying myself, picking up my cross, and going after him. So we could probably build a case out of principle 
that, that says that, yes, masturbation is a sin. But if we did that, we'd be walking a very fine line. Okay? Someone else could take scripture then and they could build a case that says, well, you know, boom, 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 boom. And they, you know, could talk about how it's not a sin. Okay? So is, is masturbation a sin? Yes and no. Okay? Yes and no. It really goes back to motive. It goes back to intent. It goes back to what's taking place in your mind. Okay? It goes back to what does masturbation lead to? Okay? What does it lead to? Does it lead to impure desires? Does it lead to pornography? Does it lead to fornication? Does it lead to all those things? Okay? And so it could be a yes. It could be a no. So maybe, maybe masturbation is biblically permissible, but the question needs to be, is it beneficial? 1 Corinthians 6, Paul talks about, and he talks about actually in 1 Corinthians 10 as well, he talks about things being, being lawful for me, but maybe not good for me. He talks about things being, I mean, yeah, it's okay to do that, but, but what is it unto? What does it promote? Does it cause somebody else to stumble? So, so maybe, it's, maybe it's permissible biblically. I, I can't show you that it's completely not, although we could build the argument of, of why based on principle. Okay? So the question Maybe it is biblically permissible, but is it, is it beneficial? Maybe the better question to ask, ladies and gentlemen, is not is masturbation a sin, uh, but the better question to ask is masturbation holiness. Okay? Because here's the problem I find in Christian culture today is we're looking for, to do things that aren't sin. Okay? And so our question is, is, well, is, it, is it sinful? No, okay, I'm doing it. Okay? Sweet. You know, nowhere does it say it's sin. Okay? But nowhere in the Bible do I see God say this, be less sinful as I am less sinful. He doesn't say that. God doesn't say, hey, I want you to sin a little bit less as I, God, sin a little bit less. He says, be holy, for I, the Lord God, am holy. First Thessalonians chapter 4, we read it. It mentions like holiness or holy four times. Okay? And this is the will of God, that you would, that you would carry yourself in such a way that, that you don't walk in sexual immorality. How are we going to do that? By being holy. How? How are we going to do that? The very last part of that verse, because you've got the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Okay? I think too often times in Christianity, we ask ourselves the wrong questions. Okay? Because listen to me, God was holy before there was ever sin. Holiness is not the absence of sin. And that's our problem as Christians. Sometimes we, don't under, we, think, we think, well, if I just do less of this, how about if you do more of that? Christianity is not just about doing less of something. It's not about obtaining to more rules so I can abstain from this and abstain from that. Holiness, man, it's, it's, it's not less of sin. It's more of God. Okay? So the question isn't, is, 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 is masturbation sin? The question should be, is masturbation holiness? What is holiness? I'm glad you asked. Holiness. It is set apart a most holy thing or a saint. First Thessalonians says this, that we should walk in sanctification. What is that? Particularly here in this verse, it's purification of the heart and our life. This is God's will for us. And then it says how we're going to do that. We're going to do that with holiness and honor. What is honor? It's a valuing by which a price is fixed. And then there's holiness. What is holiness? It's being set apart, a most holy thing, a saint. I want to look real quickly at that word set apart as we wrap it up here in the next two minutes. That word set apart. 
When the word holiness is used in Scripture, it's primarily used in the context of being set apart. Being set apart carries this picture and this idea of this. I want to read it to you. and It might be on the screens. Being consistent with the nature of which a thing was created. Being consistent with the nature of which a thing was created. Holiness. Set apart. Being, being consistent within the way of which something was created. Okay. When I think about that definition, I have to ask myself, is masturbation holiness? Am I using my genitals for what God had created them for? I brought a prop today. I grabbed this out of 